Art of the Kickstart, Episode 89. Welcome to the Art of the Kickstart.com, where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness. Inventors are innovating, creating the products of the future, and backers stand strong for what they believe. These are some of the great thinkers, inventors, and leaders of our time. Here are their stories. Today's Art of the Kickstart podcast is brought to you guys by eFulfillmentService.com. I'll tell you more about them later, but they're absolutely awesome. Guys, launching a Kickstarter campaign isn't exactly easy. That's why the majority of Kickstarters fail, despite how hard inventors work. I put together a free six-step email mini course to try to eradicate this evil issue and help inventors and entrepreneurs everywhere. If you guys go to artofthekickstart.com slash checklist, you can get the new and improved six-step guide that's going to walk you step-by-step through making your Kickstarter, your crowdfunding campaign happen. Check it out, artofthekickstart.com slash checklist, and make your crowdfunding dreams happen. Hey guys, welcome to Art of the Kickstart. Today I'm extremely excited to have Nacho Lopez and Alex Konanenberg on the line to share their story transforming the future of farming with aquaponics and EcoFarm. Thanks so much for coming on, guys. You're our first dual interview. Thank you very much for calling us. We are very happy to speak with you. So I'd like to kick off these interviews with a success quote or something you guys live by. Is there anything that really defines the way you live? Well, in fact, the, I would say what defines our company is that we started to uh, develop concepts and projects that helps, in fact, to help uh, yeah, to make the life of the people better and to try to uh, change a little bit the situation of the place where we live. I think that's an awesome mission, and that's why I wanted to get you guys on. I love what you're doing. And I think it's always interesting. When you look at founders, it's like the same thing as a marriage. You two are working together. People always love to hear that story. How did you guys meet, and how did you start getting into EcoFarm? What's the deal? Well, we uh, both were working about a year ago. With uh, Alex, I was working in an engineering company in, uh, in the, here in the Netherlands, in the Netherlands where we live. And then Alex came into the company to work as an engineer as well. And we just met having lunches, having a sandwich during the lunchtime. And we found out that we both were, uh, let's say, very proactive in the field of entrepreneur. We would like to uh, do some new things. And then we started speaking about uh, crazy ideas and uh, about other people, how they are making, let's say, crazy projects real. And to be honest, the first project we spoke about it, it was, uh, let's say, a technology where uh, other Spanish people have developed, which is called Wave Garden. Maybe you can have a look for other interview. And what they do is mainly they create a surf, a surf sport in the city center of, a, of uh, yeah, any city in the world. In fact, in Rotterdam, they are going to build up one now. So it was pretty cool. And from there, we start just having, during lunchtime, these kind of conversations. So you guys are doing this, and you're just, you're kind of brainstorming out ideas. How did you actually come up with the idea for EcoFarm? People love to hear kind of the inspiration. How did you go about brainstorming and thinking up what you guys wanted to do? You wanted to do something. Yes. In fact, we start, as I just explained to you, but then uh, one of the days I, uh, I read out that there were a group of guys in New York uh, doing uh, aquaponics in the basement of a restaurant to feed, let's say, the people of the restaurant. And I thought it was so super cool idea. So I, I commented with Alex. He liked it also a lot. 
we thought that why don't we uh, do something similar here in Europe, which nobody is doing it yet. So we start thinking about that. And then, uh, you know, one thing takes to the other. And uh, after all, it's arrived to the Echo Farm. And I think it's pretty cool that you guys are both from Europe. You're both from different countries. You get, it's almost different perspectives. I spent a bunch of time in Europe and I can definitely see this. Can you guys elaborate a little bit, both you, Nacho and Alex? What some of the different advantages and disadvantages you guys have coming from Spain and Netherlands and how you see different parts of the world working? Yeah, sure. Of course, me from the Netherlands, we have a different approach on uh, projects and uh, techniques. And that's, the, the I think, the, the good part in this, having someone from Spain with his perspective on ideas and someone from the Netherlands. And yeah, both combine that. We have a strong combination and approach on yeah, projects and ideas. And you guys are working on this. What are your skill sets, by the way? Just to give people an idea, it's always hard to find a co-founder that can really complement the other one. What are you best at, Nacho? And what does Alex do well? How do you guys tango together? Well, actually, we're pretty different. I'm more, let's say, in the management and in the sales part. And uh, even in the company, I, uh, I met Alex where we were working. I was doing that. I was a sales engineer. And Alex was uh, a design engineer. And that's, I believe, what uh, yeah, describes best our skills. So, for example, I'm not very good making the things looking beautiful, but Alex is really good doing that. And on the other hand, I'm I'm better uh, communicator and salesperson. And uh, we complement, actually, quite a bit ourselves. And more or less, we have a clear idea of... Uh, yeah, we have a really clear idea of what we are good in. And of course, we share uh, everything and uh, we take the, the important decisions together always. However, uh, each of us is focused more in a, in, in a field of the business to make this happen. And Alex believes that I am able to, uh, let's say, to develop this in the sales and in the, in the funding way, for example. And uh, I'm pretty sure uh, he's very uh, good in designing and and making things work and looking very nice. So that's, uh, let's say, how we complement each other. And that's a huge benefit. That's what I've heard from interviewing a ton of entrepreneurs. You've got to have different skill sets so you're not stepping on each other's toes. And it sounds like you guys have a great setup, a great partnership for that. I kind of want to jump next into Kickstarter. So why did you guys decide to go crowdfunding to get this business, to get the Eco Farm launched and to try to spread more sustainable farming around Europe and the world? Well, that's very uh, yeah, very simple to answer. Uh, to be able to set up the production for the Eco Farm, we need about uh, 80,000 euros just to buy the molds, to buy the parts, to set up the, the production in the assembly in, uh, let's say, facility. So we don't have these 80,000 euros. And we thought, okay, what will be the best way to achieve this goal and to be able to set up these first bad production bags, which will be around 1,000 units or something like this, to start selling and start growing. And then uh, we were speaking with some private investors, but they all uh, asked uh, for, let's say, proof of concept. So we thought crowdfunding was a good idea. In Europe, it's not very, uh, let's say, uh, popular yet. In the yeah, States, it's not as developed uh, yet. Yeah, in the States, it's very, sim- it's, uh, it's very common and a lot of people know Kickstarter and they just check it and, uh, and they help projects with they think is cool, they are cool. But here in Europe, it's, uh, the market is much more small. That's why, for example, 
we are having a let's say a, a slower growing in the in Kickstarter. But in the other hand, it's giving us kind of a proof of concept and it's giving us uh, feedback from uh, direct customers that we don't know. So that's really positive. And also it's opening us doors for a free PR, for example, having an interview with you. We are being published in the main newspapers in the Netherlands and also in Spain because they also like to share the story of people who like to start new things. And uh, yeah, our strategy and our decision to go into Kickstarter, it was in one hand to see if we can get our goal and uh, set up the production without uh, involving any bank, which actually are asking for personal guarantees. And in the other hand, we would like to test the unit and to see how uh, the people see this product, if they like it. And we hope the people like it. They are willing to help us to make this possible and real. And this is just the first stage. So I will say we make this happen. We will keep working and developing new things and uh, new products with the aim of improving life on Earth and making the things nice and beautiful. So that's the goal. Yeah, I feel like you're in an interesting situational dilemma. You're in Europe, which is a bit more sustainability focused. What you're doing, you're trying to help people create food essentially out of nothing in pretty small confined spaces. I've been to Europe. I lived there for seven months. You guys have a lot less space in apartments for farming, for things along those lines, which makes your product absolutely perfect. The big issue, Kickstarter's not big in Europe. It's much larger in the States where people are a lot less sustainability focused. There's a lot less of a focus on that. How are you guys, what's your plans in terms of other marketing strategies to get this out there and get your campaign rolling? Well, we are trying our best to have uh, a space, let's say, in the in the local newspapers and, and in the radio stations. For example, next uh, week we have an interview with one of the main radio stations in the Netherlands. And uh, making this way, the people also are aware about Kickstarter and about crowdfunding. In Europe, it's not only Kickstarter, but there is, in fact, no famous crowdfunding platform. There are, yeah. There are a lot of people who know Kickstarter, but they don't really use it. So it's also a fact that we believe is really important to make people uh, able to grow new projects. And we are trying in one side to achieve our goal and in the other side to a little bit also promote crowdfunding in, in, in our, let's say, circles of people to, uh, yeah, it will help us and it will help much more people. So. I think it would be interesting if you guys reached out to Kickstarter because Kickstarter wants to try to get a hold in Europe. They want to grow. You guys should try to push your plat, push what you're doing onto Kickstarter and say, help us promote this, which will help you guys grow in, in Europe. It'll be like a win-win kind of scenario. Something like that might be able to help you guys. That's in fact, it's a very good idea. I will uh, note it down and I will try to, to reach the guys of Kickstarter, but I believe that's going to be a little bit hard. Anyhow, for sure, I'm, I'm trying that. I can shoot you some emails for them if you want. But uh, my, I want to jump into the launch round now. You guys sound good? Okay. Have you ever wrapped up a thousand rewards and shipped them out to your backers when you're pressed for time? It is no fun. Trust me. If you're thinking about running a Kickstarter campaign and you're going to make it big, artofthekickstart.com slash EFS for your crowdfunding fulfillment. It'll help you make it that much easier. Welcome to the launch round. 
where we take our guests through a series of rapid-fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. So I got a question for both of you. So Alex, first question, how do you become a great designer? What is design? Design is about to make a product look nice and functional. Also, design is attract people and to make people enthusiastic about the product. And Nacho, you guys are a team. How do you take those designs that Alex makes and get them out into the marketplace? What's the best way for an entrepreneur to actually push a design? Well, in fact, uh, when uh, in the design process, I am as well in both. And uh, first of all, in the functionality part, because, uh, yeah, I'm more focused on sales, but I am a, a engineer as well. And then he make it nice and uh, we make it together working good. Love it. So it's kind of natural to push it into the market when you believe in a product, I would say. Next question for you guys. We love bold predictions on Art of the Kickstart. And I want one from you guys. Where will farming, where will sustainability-focused actions be in the future? Give us a 20-year-out look into the future. I will say uh, urban farming. More urban farming, also indoor as outdoor. So, um, yeah, flat rooftops, balconies, we use uh, efficiency, yeah. In fact, what I think is that currently we are having uh, in our supermarkets products that travel more than us. And that's not healthy. You cannot have a tomato for 10 months in a fridge. So we really believe that to be able, first of all, to supply to the growing demand of food in the world, we need to create a sustainable way to produce this food. And uh, nowadays in the big cities, we don't have a space to have growing spaces, areas. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I believe urban farming will be the future. To, uh, to at least to have a big part of the food production that a city requires. And uh, in order to achieve that, you need techniques like aquaponic to be able to have, let's say, high rates of production in a small footprint. And that's what, in fact, aquaponics gives you. And what is more interesting aquaponic, about aquaponics is that you can produce the same in 10 times less space because you can design the systems in there and uh, maybe, for example, work out vertical design, which uh, save you a lot of footprint, which you are losing because, for example, in countries like Holland, the, uh, here is almost everything built around, and uh, they have a lot of greenhouses, but the space is really precious. So if you can combine a high-efficient technique instead of to have, let's say, traditional way of farming, I think that's definitely will be the future where we are going to end up. I certainly hope so. Next question for both of you guys. Do you have any entrepreneurial heroes, people you look up to and they've kind of led you kind of where you want to go? And if you could talk to them, what would you ask them? Well, I, in fact, I believe I have one, uh, let's say, uh, idol, which in, yeah might be the, the same than a lot of people that you interview, which is uh, Richard Branson. Yes. Yeah, of course. It's uh, typical, I would say. But uh, I see myself quite a lot a lot like him. And even in the sports that we practice, I love guy surfing. And that's what I do all the time. So, so yes, that's what I, uh, I would say. 
he will be the one that I would like to follow. And the reason is that he's able to grow whatever he thinks is cool or could help to somebody. So there are a lot of people who say, okay, we have our core business is this, and we don't want to go out of the box. Let's call it that way. And uh, Richard Branson is uh, one of the little entrepreneurs in the world who say, well, our core business is, I don't know, whatever. And we just grow business everywhere we see it. And we have just a nice brand, which involves all. So when we started our company, we wanted to create something uh, like Virgin, of course, in our, uh, in our size no? and in, with a different view. But uh, the dream will be to have a, a company that operates in a similar way, I would say. And now last question of the launch round for both of you guys. Have there any book, been any books that have been extremely influential on you, your business or personal life that have really transformed you? A book? Yes, there is one. And I can't remember the title. Um, you wrote that book as well. Okay, it's yeah, about, I remember that one. Yeah. Uh, before we were partners, Alex gave me a book because uh, he thought I was going to like it. And it's called Four Hours Working Week. It's about also... Uh, oh, yeah, life. Tim Ferriss. Uh, sorry? Yeah, Tim Ferriss. Yes, yes, you know it, no? So, in fact, that's uh, that book, Alex says, that influenced him a lot. I, uh, I really like it and I really enjoyed uh, reading it. And I believe he's uh, showing a good point about uh, how to enjoy life. However, yeah, I will not uh, yeah, support completely the, the book because... I believe to uh, work out good company, you really need to work much more hard than four hours a week. But if uh, after all you can make it that way, that's then you're a genius. And that's what we'd all love to get to eventually. And now let's jump out of the launch round. I realized I completely missed a question that our audience is probably very confused about. Explain hydro or aquaponics for people. I understand how it works, but tell people what it is, what it does. Well, in fact, it's a very old technique, which, uh, so we are not the inventors of aquaponics or something like that. It's just an old technique that combines traditional, uh, let's say, the traditional way to grow vegetables with aquaculture. And the nice thing about this is that uh, you create a symbiotic cycle, which uh, produces a natural bacteria, which transforms the ammonia that the waste of the fish produce into a natural fertilizer for the plants. So you are having this fish wasting, having waste, uh, for example, for pee and poo, let's say that way. And then you are using this waste to fertilize without any chemical and without any, uh, let's say, additional output, the plants, which are cleaning your uh, water and it's coming back to the fish. So just the idea of the aquaponia for me is very cool. Yeah, it's just a real renewable ecosystem right in your kitchen, right in your home. And that's why I want to get you guys on. It's so cool. And this is going to be our last question of the interview. You guys have been amazing. I love what you're doing and people need to check it out. But before then, can you guys both give a piece of advice, something you would offer to inventors, entrepreneurs, or people that are looking to create something amazing? If you could tell them one thing, what would it be? I would say uh, look for something that you like and make it nice and work very hard. And if this doesn't work in the first time, don't worry and just keep going. 
Yes. And I would say don't doubt, but just do it. I love it. Yeah. That's such good piece of advice, guys. And you guys have been really cool guests to have on. I love what you're doing. I want you guys to give yourself a plug. Tell people what you're doing, why they should buy from you, why they should check you out. Where can they find you? Well, they can find us in Kickstarter, and they just need to put Echo Farm in the top of uh, looking for a project. And I believe uh, they should help us because otherwise we don't have any other way to make this product arriving to the people and to make it uh, to make possible for us to focus on our own company and to develop new, they say, beautiful uh, and ecological products. And that's uh, we need all the help that we can find. And uh, yeah, that's what we ask for. I couldn't agree more, guys. It's so cool. If you've ever farmed, if you ever created something, especially right out of your kitchen, just having vegetables right there, ready for a salad, anything, it's amazing. And the fact that you're doing this without pesticides, you're doing this, you're basically helping improve the world one small step at a time. Check out EcoFarm. Thanks so much for coming on, Alex and Nacho. You guys have been really cool guests, and I'm hoping you transform Europe, make it into something, a crowdfunding haven. Let's do it. Yes. Thank you very much for your time, and uh, it was very nice to be here with you. Good luck on the campaign, guys. Okay, thank you. Okay, Okay, thank you. Hey, guys. I'm your host, Matt Ward, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Art of the Kickstart where we believe inventors, innovators, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. If you like the ideas in this episode, or you're interested in learning more about crowdfunding and how to kill it with your own Kickstarter campaign, you can check out more at artofthekickstart.com. And if you've been listening to the show, love the episodes, but you're not subscribed, that's got to change. You can go to artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and get the episodes delivered magically to your phone. And if you like the show, I would love you forever if you leave a review on iTunes. It helps more aspiring inventors and creators out there find the show and find the information they need to kill it on Kickstarter. Until next time, thanks for tuning in, guys, and have an absolutely epic day.